Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 70, Rebuilding Trust in Yourself. Understanding why you need to rebuild trust in yourself is vital. Building trust in yourself is hard after any kind of abuse. This is something that requires patience with yourself and for you to purposely go through the grieving process. Please realise you may have PTSD and to understand this. It is important to understand what you have been through. You can read about your particular situation, but don't go overboard with this kind of reading, such as domestic violence, abusive relationships, rape, sexual abuse, living with an addict, childhood neglect or abuse, mental health issues, eating disorders. The list is endless. And I have links to many of these in blog and podcast and video format in the original blog. You can find a link to it in the description below. When you start to understand the situation you've been through, you begin to understand the how and why it happened to me questions and why asking for help is so important. Getting into therapy is a necessary first step in building trust in yourself again. How can you help yourself though? One, get into therapy. If you've been any form of abusive relationship, domestic violence situation, been raped, childhood abuse or neglect, lived with or living with an addict or have PTSD, you really need the support of a psychologist. We will help you overcome the trauma you have suffered and rebuild trust in yourself and others. Two, above all, have patience with yourself. It will take time. Three, Start with the basics of self-care and self-soothing. I have blogs on both of these and I have spoken extensively on these and I have a book on these which you can purchase in my shop. We might have forgotten what self-care is all about and need to start again to remember. Don't worry about breaking negative habits yet. You can tackle these later once you get some good habits in place first to support you. Four, use meditation. It helps you reset your brain back to centre when you feel out of control. Plus, it will help with any depression or anxiety. One place you can start is to get in touch with your emotions and self-regulate them with practice. It will also help with stress reduction, which is so important. Five, identify your needs. This can be difficult as you may no longer know what you like, need or want. But finding out will help you also learn to love yourself again. As I've said, start with the basics of self-care and then move on from there. That means learning to do things for you, taking time out from any relationship until you're fully ready to enter relationships in a way that is healthy and safe for you. Sometimes it also means faking it till you make it and also setting boundaries. I'll talk about these in a moment. Pay particular attention to your thoughts and feelings. You're learning to trust your gut instinct again or for the first time. Work out what makes you feel good about yourself, from treating yourself to a bunch of flowers to taking a long walk in the park. Set yourself achievable goals and congratulate yourself when you accomplish them. Always keep your promises to yourself. Six, start to let go of the guilt and shame. 
Again, a trained therapist will be able to help you deal with these emotions and also help you grieve out the whole process fully. You need to do this in order to move forward with your life. 7. Use affirmations and focus on what is positive in your life. Use a gratitude journal. It does help. Speak kindly about yourself to everyone, including yourself. Counter negative self-talk with positive self-talk. And praise yourself every day for a job well done. Celebrate everything, no matter how small. 8. Let go of the naysayers, dream crushers or negative vampires now. You don't need these people in your life. It's time for you and keeping the focus firmly on what you want in the future. Start trusting your gut instinct again and let go of people you don't trust or who undermine your trust in yourself. 9. Reclaim your body using grounding techniques. Your therapist will be able to help you with this, but Peter Levine's book has a CD and some great ideas on how you can start with this technique. 10. Reparent your inner child if you need to. Survivors of childhood abuse or dysfunctional families may still be waiting for the love of a parent that will never come. It can, however, come from you. Again, I would only recommend doing this work with a trained therapist, but if you'd like to read John Bradshaw's book on it, I have a link to it in the original blog. Building boundaries with yourself and others. So what are personal boundaries? Personal boundaries are guidelines, rules, or limits that you as a person create. These help you identify reasonable, safe and permissible ways for other people to behave towards you and how you will respond when someone passes those limits. Setting healthy boundaries are key to ensuring relationships are mutually respectful, supportive and caring and are a measure of good self-esteem. Learning to build trust in yourself will also help you build healthy personal boundaries. So how can you do this? One, become self-aware. What do you like and dislike? What are you comfortable with versus what scares you? How do you want to be treated in given situations? We need to think about these to really understand how and why we act in the past, plus how and why we will act in the future. Two, realise that your needs are important. Be clear about your needs and also let others know. Three, be with people who value and respect you only. Four, you need to be specific and direct in your communication with everyone. I have a blog on how you can improve your communications and I'll leave a link in the description below. Don't forget to use I statements and own your own feelings and thoughts. You can also try the sandwich approach. This consists of a compliment, a criticism and a compliment. Starting with a compliment prevents the other person from getting defensive. Five, remember... Learning to have healthy boundaries takes time, so be patient with yourself. Don't give up and keep practicing. Just like anything else, it is a habit and can be learned. It isn't set in stone either. You may come across new situations you need to adjust for, plus you may have to look at the grey areas too, but you can still be able to keep your own boundaries intact while doing so. 6. Be fair, kind and set realistic expectations of others. 7. Know that you are in charge and can walk away at any time. 8. Learn what loose and rigid boundaries are versus healthy boundaries. And I'm going to talk about those now. What do loose boundaries look like? When someone asks you for something and you want to say no, but you do it anyway, you resent the other person and yourself for saying yes. This becomes a vicious circle. You say yes, feel resentful and distance yourself. Yet you say yes again to another request and the cycle continues. There are times that you disclose personal information that you feel anxious and vulnerable about to someone. 
but are also unsure if you can trust them or you may have only met them. You share inappropriate information that makes others feel uncomfortable. What do rigid boundaries look like? The boundaries you set will leave you feeling lonely, isolated or disconnected. It may also feel like no one really knows or understands the real you because you don't open up to others. You can't relate to others either because you squash their attempts to share with you by throwing up walls. Eventually they will stop trying. You've alienated and isolated yourself from all your loved ones. Friends may be non-existent if you have any real ones. There may only be colleagues or acquaintances in your life, or at least that is how you view people around you. You enjoy all the time you have for your projects, but they don't include anyone else. And the same will be for hobbies and interests. I have a blog on how to set personal boundaries and another one on how to set boundaries in relationships. Links are in the original blog. Building trust in yourself can be difficult but not impossible. Be patient, kind and loving towards yourself. Reach out for help as needed and you will get there. Work with me. There are parts of our lives we would love to change. I work with women to help them seek solutions to problems and difficulties life has thrown in their path. To help them feel courageous and empowered to create the life they deeply desired. And you can book a one-to-one counselling session. And there is a link in the original blog. There are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post, including how to delete negative people, how to build boundaries with yourself, how to deal with loneliness, how to build an appropriate support system, how to recognise domestic violence, PTSD, how to start with the basics of self-care and building good habits. These are just a few of the many blogs and podcasts that I have in the original post and I'll leave a link to it in the description below. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format which you can access at www.deborahbrownpsychologyservices.com Don't forget you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology or subscribe to our mailing list which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 